Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. How are you, Hector? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, cool. So I'm um, having a little bit of an interesting time at, at home. My my granny died, and then also my, my wife's uncle died. Um, so uh, experiencing quite a lot of hardship and grief at the moment, but it's I'm nice sorry, to be man. here and hanging out with friends. Yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully we... Bring your spirits up a little bit tonight, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. this one's this one's definitely dedicated to my granny Norma, who I love very much. Spectacular. Yeah, man. Um, so the other elephant in the room is I dyed my beard an incredibly <laughs> dark shade of black, <laughs> and although Imagine. it does kind of look cool, it's very obvious. It <laughs> matches your microphone. So yeah, that's, I think that's it looks good. cool. I think it's, I kind of look like a rapper. <laughs> it's good, man. It's yeah, good. it's a good yeah, look for yeah, you, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going with it. Uh, yeah. So what's going on in your life? What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, getting together with my 753,000 relatives. Um, okay. So, you know, just you know, obnoxiously huge Cuban Thanksgiving, which always just boggles my mind because we're Cuban. So I'm not really sure. I think it's just because they're here. Right. But, I mean, it's not really a Cuban holiday. So it's kind of. Yeah, you know, it's nice, though. I think the thing that I like about Thanksgiving is it's sort of free from the trappings of, like, even though it is sort of based on this fallacy, it it is free from the trappings of uh, of of re- religion mostly. You know, it's just sure, like sure. let's and that you know, there's not any kind of ritual custom that goes along with it. It's just let's eat food. Let's just eat and get fat. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. You know, yeah, I mean, exactly. I, that's my life every day. But at least now it's like you know, it's a specific day, and I have you know an excuse to do it. So it's, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Exactly. So, I yeah. like it. It's, Christmas was always my favorite holiday growing up, and you. Americans basically have two. This is like a second Christmas without the presents, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool, yeah. And in England, we have turkey on Christmas. It's not really a Christmas thing to do here, is it? You guys have like a ham or something usually, don't you? Um, I think traditional American Christmas, ham and turkey, those really kinds of turkey? things. Yeah, okay. but again, as a Cuban family, we, we get together and we roast a big pig. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we do a big pig roast. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll have turkey tomorrow, but Christmas, pig. That's big roast. In <laughs> fact, in fact, that's Christmas Eve. We celebrate Christmas Eve, so Christmas Day, you'll have to come over and you know have leftover like you know pork sandwiches and stuff. Oh wow, <laughs> that sounds awesome. You know, it's something that um, I don't need a lot of meat really, but um, when I my excuse is when I go when if I go, if I'm going out, then I'm allowed. So so right. at home, I'm almost completely vegan, but then I'll go. If, if I go to someone's house, I've made up this excuse to myself that it's to make it easier on them. But really, right. if I'm honest with myself, it's because it's really tasty. It remind, <laughs> reminded me, it reminds me of a, uh, of a of a meme that one of my kids showed me earlier, and it was two turkeys, and one turkey said to the other, uh, "What are you thankful for this Thanksgiving?" And he said, "Vegans." <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of um, <laughs> vegans, spe- <laughs> I thought he was going to say, "Speaking of turkeys." <laughs> speaking, speaking of wonderful vegans, we have Justin Geniuses on the show. How's it going, man? Oh, hey, thank you guys for having me. This is oh, awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you guys talked about the meat and then brought in the vegan. I'm telling you, I thought he was going to say, speaking of turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, this, this is great. Uh, this is actually my first podcast ever being on. So thanks yeah, for having me. Sweet. And, yeah, man. You know, taking my virginity, I guess. <laughs> podcast virginity. Yeah. I, I, Welcome I feel to like... Virginity Hour. With Ben. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get super awkward. 
<laughs> oh my god, virginity hour. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know where that went. All right, moving on. Moving on. That just got really awkward. Uh, I love it. Um, but yeah. Uh, so um, you know, it surprises me because um, you know you, you're such a understatedly prominent member of the music community i would have thought that at some point you would have found yourself talking about it but. who wants to hear me talk about it i'm I'll like i'm what? mostly the drummer in bands and <laughs> you know occasionally i get really drunk and scream into a mic and <laughs> steal other people's drinks on the bar yeah. well <laughs> you know you sort of do what i do when someone compliments you which is deflect it uh, the, the, real, the reality the reality of it is you are an important part of of many bands down here and um if he's just suddenly disappeared, like half the scene would collapse. I think he just threatened to kidnap you or something. I don't know. I think that was a threat. <laughs> well, it's funny. Um, when we were on our way to the West Coast to play that festival with No Name Ska, Andy yeah. and I were driving together, our bass player in No Name Ska, and we said, well, if we die in this car crash... <laughs> We're taking out most of Palm Beach's music scene right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, man. Yeah, Andy does. Which is not true at all. There are so many talented people in (laughs) Palm Beach and South Florida in general for the music scene. We do do pretty well, you know, and, and you know, and you're definitely a, a huge part of it. And um, and and I think it's quite nice to have you on, just so people can realize that. And you know, I really wanted to talk to you about um, just everything to do with your music and your whole approach to it. because you also, like many people I know who are very productive, have a day job. Yeah. You know? And Surprisingly. Think, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is, uh, you know, it always amazes me that there's just certain people. There's that old adage. I've said this on here before, and, you know, it, but it, it, there's a lot of truth in it. Was the, the old adage, if you want something to get done, ask a busy person. You know what I mean? Like, because uh, you're used to scheduling things, organizing things, having a lot on your plate and dealing with it, you know? So, yeah. Is that um, why you always ask me things? No. <laughs> <laughs> you're well, not yeah. used to scheduling yeah. things and organizing <laughs> right. things. Thank you, Hector. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> what do you do, Justin? <laughs> besides besides uh, playing 46 bands? Um, I work for a nonprofit that potentially, or essentially, sorry, um, has a residential program for adults with disabilities. Okay. So we have a group home that houses seven individuals with disabilities, and we actually, down the road here on uh, A1A, have a an apartment program where mm. these individuals have their own apartment, oh, wow. and uh, we try to help them with, you know, day-to-day living, you know, just medication, count. doctor appointments. Nice. You know, try yeah. to just... Enrich their lives in every way possible. Help them kind of, kind of function. In, yeah, in society. In society absolutely. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So I've been, I've been working that, this field. It is really cool. The human services field, as they like to call it, um, for almost ten years now, actually. Wow. Right. Yeah, man. And it started as like a, you know, job that I was just looking to fill the time when I wasn't touring. <laughs> sure. Right. And sure. then it became a job that I was like, oh man, I, you know what? These guys, I get paid to hang out with really cool individuals. And yeah. that's what I tell people all the time. I was like, I just get paid to hang out with cool guys all the time. That's awesome, man. And I think that that sort of section of our community as well can fall through the cracks. So it's nice that there's something there that, you know, you, you really are, even though, you know, it's something you're getting paid for, you really are doing a public service doing stuff like that because these people need somewhere to go, need somewhere to yeah, live. Absolutely. Need yeah, absolutely. Need people to help them, you know. Yeah. It's important. And, you know, just uh, this, um, 
have got personal experience of um, sort of dealing with those kind of issues in my family as well. So I can really appreciate it and really respect what you do for a living. It's awesome. No, no. You know, um, starting in this field, I learned so much and so much about the hardships that a lot of them go yeah. through. I, you know, and it kind of just sparked a fire and an anger. I mean, I'm like, you know, I just want to yeah. take all these guys and protect them all and just kick anyone's ass that's messing with them and shit like that. So, hell yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I love what I do during the day. I mean, what I do at night <laughs> makes it a little harder for what I do in the day, but, <laughs> you know, it's kind of cool. They actually all, most of my residents know and understand what I do. And right. they, you know, they a lot of them know how to use their computers and YouTube and look me up and come back and look. You were doing this, yeah. and I was like, yeah, don't, don't, don't <laughs> show anybody. the boss. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, because we, I'd say most of the, so far, most of the people we've had on the show are kind of um, people who do the circuit like Kilbillies does with the three hours, For sure. four hours, and um, much respect. <laughs> and and it's not, but it's also. You know, it's not the whole picture of music down here. You know, like the the sort of punk and hardcore scene and stuff like that is a big part of music in South Florida. And so, you know, um, it's really nice to have you on and to sort of talk yeah. a little bit about it for anyone that doesn't know much about it. Um, I think a good place for us. Well, let, let's start with um, when you were growing up. Did you have access to music, and what <laughs> were, we did were your parents into music? Well, like very early on, and you know when you were, like, how did you get into it? Um, so coming from a Greek Latin family, um, music was always a thing. Um, my mother and my father both loved music. Um, they weren't musicians or anything like that. Um, my mom would always like every Sunday was you know Sunday morning was cleaning day at the house, so I was blasting Celia Cruz or you know yeah. you know Gloria Stefan or something like that. So you know I was always with that culture of like Spanish Latin music and stuff like that. Uh, my dad it wasn't until like I got into the teenage years that my dad started listening to what they call I guess dad rock now. Yeah, you know it was like oh I like Godsmack and Disturbed and stuff like that. Right, he was trying to like I don't know I guess like relate to me in that sense okay yeah but um that's pretty cool though but honestly my first like real like i want to play music or i want to learn how to play music was actually through my uncle who showed me led zeppelin and showed me prince and showed me you know Jimi hendrix he would burn me cds and you know oh, make tapes awesome. and stuff like that back in the day yeah you know so he would just introduce me to all that and you know my first like real memory of like wanting to play an instrument was when my uncle was used to play guitar and in our garage he would play in the garage and I was on my tricycle and I would just make circles around him while he's playing guitar and stuff like that, <laughs> cool. just jamming out. And I would watch him and I was like, I wanna learn how to play an instrument. Yeah. So I just you know, I got my first guitar, I got yeah. my first drum set, probably like at seven or eight. And I kinda just picked up from there. I never took lessons. I kinda just learned by ear. I remember the first guitar song I learned was like Fly Away by Kenny, uh, by Lenny Kravitz. Oh, yeah. It was, a jam. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> it was like the first one I picked up on guitar. It's like, oh, it's like four chords. Yeah, yeah. Later on, I found out, like, that's punk. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's all you need. Every punk song. <laughs> You're yeah. good. You're set. You're set. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, it wasn't until middle school that I found people in band that wanted to start a band. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Let's... uh. Let's annoy the hell out of our parents in our garages, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Man. So I actually started off as, like, the front man because at that time nobody wanted to be the singer in the band. Everybody wanted to be the drummer or the guitarist right. or the bass player. So I was like, ah, oh, screw it. 
I was in chorus, I guess. You know, I can, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can learn how to, I can sing for a little bit. So, yeah, I started my first, like, garage, like, you know, teenage band with a few of my oldest friends. Cool. Singing and, you know, playing all the... What were you guys called? Oh, my God. We were called Forgotten Thought. Forgotten <laughs> <laughs> I love those early, we're trying to sound oh, deep. Yeah. 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 Th- actually, it's not a bad name. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. <laughs> and, you know, we were actually pretty good. You know, like, at that time, the, like... I think like Blink One Eighty Two, Linkin Park, all the radio bands oh, were yeah, like the man. big thing back then. Yeah. So that's pre- we were pretty much like a mixture of all those bands put into one. We didn't have like one set style. We kind of like covered the basis of all right. of them. So yeah, I, that was my high school band. And then further into high school, I started hanging out with all the uh, the punk kids and all the hardcore kids, I guess. Yeah, and I got my first like real like taste of like local music and yeah. stuff like that outside of high school like talent shows and stuff yeah. like that that's awesome there's this kind of era of um music in west palm that i so wish i'd been a part of i mean i was off doing other things that were also fun and awesome but but like that kind of time when spankies was a thing and and like punk and hardcore sure. was like much more of a big deal down here and i'd yeah. like um can you like tell us a little bit about that time all right so um, Spanky's, which was in West Palm Beach downtown off of Clematis, right next to it's that green lot where Respectables is right next to it. It's yeah. like the empty yeah. lot, and then there's a parking garage. Yeah, they across. took they tore the building down. Yeah, a they tore back. the whole building yeah. down. So Spanky's was like one of like three places to play on that 500 block at the time. Okay. It was like iconic for a lot of people. A lot of a lot of bands coming up, a lot of bands toured through there, and I had no idea any of that was going on. Right. I was there and I had no idea like I was just floored by all of it. Yeah. You know, so it was high school. I met which essentially became my one of my best friends, uh Billy Hart who was kind of a jerk to me actually when I first met him. Right. And he wanted to go to a show, and at the time, I was, like, the only one he really knew that had a car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, yo, let's go to the show. So I brought, you know, I was like, screw it. I'm going to tell my parents I'm going to a friend's house, and I'm going to drive all the way down to West Palm and, you know, go check out a show. Yeah. So it was my first, like, hardcore show, and I want to say it was, uh, God, what band was that? I want to say it was, like, No Innocent Victim, or I want to say that was my first hardcore show. No Innocent Victim. It was, like, 2002, yeah. 2003. Yeah, that's awesome. It's hardcore. Like, in, <laughs> was that like where where you felt like you fit in? Yeah, no. So it was my first experience walking into a venue and everybody beating the hell out of each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, nowhere was safe. It, you know, because Spanky's essentially had an inside stage, which was essentially no bigger than this room. Okay. And then they had the back patio stage, yeah. which had like what looked like a basketball court yeah. with like a tent stage right. in the back. It was huge. Yeah, it was, it was really huge. big. So inside, the show was happening inside. So not only did I get to see a f- my first hardcore show, but it was, like, packed. Yeah. And, everybody, and there was no safe place. And I was 13 years old and freaking out. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it was my first time that I, like, really said, you know what? I love this. Yeah. So <laughs> exciting. Know? I remember Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, it was unreal to me. You know, the excitement, the anger that everybody had, but, like, still, like, there was some, like – friendship and love in there <laughs> yeah. yeah and then every once in a while there'd be a fight and it you know it was like my first experience seeing all that chaos and i like i fell in love with it, it was like such a rush yeah you know and that's when i knew i was like i want to be in a metal band or a hardcore band you know i want to 
get some anger out. Why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, like there were spankies, and at any time at that point, any weekend before social media, you can go to any show, any weekend, not knowing who was playing really, and just show up, and you can either go to Ray's downtown, and there was a show going on there yeah. across the street. Go to Spanky's, check that out, and shows were like five bucks. <laughs> yeah, you know, so scram- scramble up some cash. Go check out any shows. I used to sneak into Respectables and catch shows because that that was the only yeah. venue that didn't allow all age shows at the time. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's like I I can't really even think of a place that does a lot of all age shows down here now. No, right? not really. Because I still, mean they're yeah, all they're at like not. yeah they're all like bars and you know yeah. clubs. Yeah, it seems like that side of things has <laughs> dwindled a little bit. I mean, it's not to say there is still a lot of decent stuff going on. But it's not, you know, it sounds like it's not the same, you know. Is it, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you can go to bigger shows like at Revolution and stuff. Sure, like that. Yeah. They have all ages shows. Yeah, but like my son, he just turned 18 uh, last Sunday. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's in all this, you know, like punk uh, punk scene and all that stuff. And I can't tell you how many shows he's he's had to sneak into, which is really <laughs> funny because. One of those was when we were playing. Was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty but awesome. It's, yeah. really, <laughs> what's really funny is I say, I say sneak in like, you know, like he's doing something like behind my back. But he'll tell me because he knows that I, you know, I'm in the same way and I love mm-hmm. the music. Or so he'll be like, Dad, you know, this this band is playing at, you know, Respectables and it's an 18 and over show and I'm 16, you know, at the time or whatever. And We're I'm, so blowing his cover, by the way. Yeah, he, he'll, oh, be like, he'll be like, what do you, what do you think? And I'm I like, Marcus I'm like, is not listening to this. Well, you can get in, do what you got to do, brother. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. You know, it's all fun and games. And the thing is, you know, with, with um, Gavin, it's not like, you got to really worry about him. No, no, There's some no, no, kids no. where it's like, you know, no, they're just sort kid. of walking disaster areas, and that is not your son. No, you know, he's, so. a, he's a good kid. He's yeah, a kid. Yeah. He, was le- he was legitimately there for the music, not because he was for sure. to go good. You know? No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. When, when I was that age, you know, it was just about getting obliterated because I had so much social anxiety. <laughs> 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 I, like, <laughs> I had a good mixture of both. I was right. both a curious musician, and I had a lot of issues that I didn't handle very well. So I went to shows and drank in the parking lot or in the back alleyways with all my friends drinking steel reserves. We went to the same gas station off Okeechobee and Haverhill that would sell us beer at underage. Yeah. And we would just drink the shittiest, cheapest beers and <laughs> liqueurs yeah. or whatever that would get us really hammered. What and was your first uh what was your first band that you Round here, you know, what was the first thing that you sort of felt like you were kind of taking seriously? That took me seriously, or that, you that took I serious, took seriously. That you took seriously. As um, I would say it would have to be um, my first until the end show, which was a local hardcore band back in the day, right? And when I found out that they were a local band, and like the amount of like chaos and respect and all the people going crazy for them. I was like, so local bands can do that. Local bands can get like huge crowds yeah. to go insane for them. Yeah. And, and you know, I was down like, here especially, you know, I remember when I came, when it like every man would just really 
sort of pop in. For sure. That was a big deal. We yeah. Had loads of people used to go and watch them play. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. I love those guys in Everyman. Yeah. I, you know, I wish them all the best for everything that they're doing now. Yeah. Serge let me play. I, I was sort of like, I wasn't really in them. I was just like, I went to a few rehearsals and he <coughs> let me play some accordion and stuff like that. So I was kind of like an honorary member for a couple of gigs. That really made my day. Yeah. I thought those guys were so cool. Yeah, absolutely. They were a lot of fun. I loved, actually, you know, they were probably one of the reasons, you know, watching them have so much fun made me more comfortable as a front man for the muggles to have a lot more fun with right, the crowd yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So be more engaging. It's not just what you're doing on stage. It's yeah. what everybody's doing in the venue with you. Yeah. So, so what kudos was that, to them. <laughs> what was that that first hardcore band you were in again called? Uh, well, the first, first hardcore band I was in would have to be, well, my punk band in high school, the Ugly Hearts. So right. They were like the kids that, you know, everybody dressed up in like, plaid tight pants and oh, yeah. clash and you know really doing sure, the thing. yeah really punk kids and i was like hi guys i know how to play drums a little bit and i heard you guys are looking for a drummer <laughs> so it <laughs> so was drums your main thing for yeah so drums dr- and vocals. yeah no i i always liked drums but when i was the vocalist in my first band every time we took you know a break during practice i was like all right dude let me get behind that kit really quick and let me annoy the hell out of you okay. <laughs> so yeah i just kind of learned on during breaks, right. how to play drums. Did you ever uh, have any formal <coughs> training on the drums? Um, I was in drumline for a little bit. Oh, you were? Okay. In high school, yeah. Right. Yeah, because, you know, like we, we play in a, <laughs> in case people aren't aware who are listening to this, um, you play drums with No Name Scar Band. Yeah. And, you know, that, and, and very well, I may add. And, and I, um, <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, I wondered occasionally whether you, whether, you know, because you've got a lot of, skill there whether there was any sort of formal training i guess drumline is you know you got to really yeah that that definitely helps you out with your chops and uh definitely helped me out like keeping most of the time tempo yeah but then i learned that as a drummer they have to follow me no matter what so it doesn't matter how fast or how slow i'm going (laughs) yeah totally and that's a you know that that's a a responsibility as a drummer and not, not something that every drummer really kind of takes on board fully you know which is you're driving the bus everyone's got to go with you, you know for sure I mean? absolutely yeah and I, I that's i like playing with you because you really do drive when we're playing with you it's we're playing to your beat you know which <laughs> yeah. is great that's how you want it to be really <laughs> yeah uh, um yeah so when you <laughs> when you, i'm gonna go out of order a little bit i'm just cu- <laughs> i'm just curious about when you started playing with us have you ever played any ska before no no ska was uh the no-name ska band was my first like ska band that yeah. I've ever played with. So, you know. Did you do any sort of homework? And, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it? like, you know, I tried to get, like, the whole ska beat, you know, a little better and stuff like that. I mean, like, you know, it was relatively easy to learn, but, you know, it's some a beat that I didn't really play that much. And then, yeah. like, I thought it was cool coming into the band and adding a little bit more, like, punk into yeah. it and a little, you know, more, I don't know, just, like, heavier hitting and stuff like that and making it a little more. Yeah, it definitely has a different feel. Um, Zach and you have very different styles, and um, you Which know, Zach is an amazing drummer. You know, so filling his shoes was not easy in the first, at first for me. Very technical. Dude, yeah, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to play all this. <laughs> it, well, it definitely has a different feel, it, but it, it has, you know, just there's this sort of you know what I mean. There's like pros and cons of both. It, it, it's cool that the punk parts now are real. <laughs> Proper punk, you know, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Yeah, which I learned. As long as you knew how to do the punk beat, yeah, 
you were golden for any punk band. Yeah, <laughs> totally. like, yeah, yeah. So like that was probably one of the first beats I ever learned, and it drilled into my head. And I was like, do get, do get, do get, do get, do get. You know, I was like, I can do that. And then I was like, oh, that's the same thing in hardcore. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, like out of high school, um, my punk band, The Ugly Hearts, you know, played a lot of shows um, throughout the area. I got to play, you know, Spankies and a few other places with them. Um, and then I just kind of like met more kids that like to play different styles of music, and that started the issue of me being in so many bands oh, <laughs> throughout my long, career. Long-standing <laughs> long thing because I. Never settled on just one style of music. I always wanted to play every style of music I possibly could, learn yeah. more. And, I, you know, there wasn't many people that, were like, wanted to play different styles of music, so I had to meet different people. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so I was like, oh, man, metal's cool, but I can't, I can't shred like that. I can't play guitar or really drum like that, you know, at the time. Yeah. So, like, I met a few friends out of high school that were into metal, and I started fronting for them, right. and that became... Distrada, uh, which then became Grenade Face later on down the road. Right. So, yeah, it's like I went through a lot of bands, but the best thing about it is through all these bands that I've gone through, I've made so many great friends. Yep. You know, that's what I was <laughs> going to... That's probably, like, the best part about it. I have yep. so many longstanding friends. Oh, absolutely. You know, through yeah. my 15-plus years of playing music. Yeah. No, that that's, I wouldn't change it for anything. That's great, and it's it's what I was gonna. It's what made me think of while you were saying it. Is you know, it it's a lifestyle. It it, it becomes you know, so if you're doing it as much as you are doing it, it's actually not. It's quite smart to be mixing it up a little bit like that because you know, it's it's the your whole sort of. It becomes your whole social life, your whole everything. Yeah. You know, outside for of work. sure, yeah. And you know, just as long as you like the people you play music with, that's fine. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, like. Like I said, out of high school, I started playing in more bands. It wasn't until, like, my early 20s I started getting into bands that liked to tour. Right. And, like, you know, that was fun telling my mom at, like, 19. I was like, hey, mom, I'm going to get in a van with these uh, older gentlemen and <laughs> leave for a couple weeks. Don't don't freak out. I'll call you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They offered me candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they said it's, there was a drum set the in there, <laughs> and they offered me candy. I'm going. The, the white van with no windows. Yeah, you um, know. Was no, it... <laughs> was it hard though like when you had um you know when you had multiple bands like that it's one thing it's one thing like uh, you know we our, our banjo player for example is in like three bands at least that we can think of that we that we're aware of yeah. <laughs> so, um you know but none of us really tour you know like once in a while we'll leave here there was it a little harder to have yeah. you know, all these multiple bands that you were in and now they're all starting to become touring bands and yeah. suddenly you got schedule issues well luckily things? enough my band, the, all the bands that I've been in, they were never like serious touring bands all to, all at once. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. So I always had like one band that was like my serious band that was trying to make it somewhere, and then I had all my fun bands with my friends. Okay. And here's something which I, knowing you and being in a band with you, something which I've noticed is you have a very good understanding of like boundaries. It's like if, if you've got something to do, you don't beat around the bush. You just say, "I'm not going to be here then." That's it, you know, and, and yeah. there's no kind of like, oh, well, I'll try and do this and I'll try and, you know. Well, that came like, with age because clear. back in the day I'd, I'd bend every which way to make sure everybody was happy and like, right, I, okay. I'll do it, yeah, I'll leave this show and come play this show and do all this and, you know, I'll play everything I can. And then I realized that, you know, it's okay to tell people just right up front, like, yeah. 
you know, I, I can't do that. Is that yeah. supposed to come with age? Because I haven't gotten that. <laughs> well, it came with my age. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I'll leave this show and I'll race down and I'll do 120 miles an hour, but I'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I, I, I still fight with that because yeah. there was one point I played a show at Propaganda and then played a show at Respectables afterwards and then came back to Prop to close out the show at Propaganda. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Man. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I I think I'm busy, but you know, you really take the cake with that. So yeah, uh, but you do like multiple sets in like one night, and like yeah. I go up there, and luckily enough, you know, with hardcore bands, it's like fifteen twenty minutes, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you're done. You know, except for my current band, Ether Coven, which is like forty five minutes of like four songs. Yeah, <laughs> it's really I I don't know. Um, I've I've listened to it. I've listened to it not just to for this but i've listened to it because i like it and it's very atmospheric i love that stuff. oh yeah no it's definitely a journey for each song yeah it's really it's like, it's like, like it's watching really like an episode of music. a season yeah it's, <laughs> it's real kind of grown-up music like you know i feel like when i'm listening to it as a you know a 41 year old man i'm like yes yeah this makes sense to me this is good <laughs> <laughs> like I, it's, it's quality music in my opinion you know it's really well produced and it has this wonderful wonderful production style where it's very clear but it's also you can tell it's real instruments it's not overproduced you know what yeah. I mean it's great sounds really really awesome drum sounds killer bass the bass sounds amazing on yeah. these recordings oh my god yeah yeah it's good stuff man uh, um, so at the moment you're in Muggles Ether Coven No Name Scar Band Violet Silhouette Yep L Jesus Cinderblock is that it? I'm so glad you wrote all that down and didn't ask me on the podcast because I would have been like, God, I'm going to forget every band that I'm in currently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like. Totally. <laughs> every, but yeah, those, I believe, i going to kill myself later if I forgot one, but I don't think I missed one. Yes, yeah, yeah. those are all my currently active bands. You were in Old Habits for a bit, right? I, I was in uh, Old Habits. Yeah. Uh, that's with my old friend Billy Hart from high school. Yeah. We uh, started a hardcore band together and that, they kept going afterwards. Um, oh, really? You started that at the beginning? <coughs> yeah, right. I started that band. Well, right. I was, yeah, I was brought into it and started the project. Yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah, no, I was, um, and that just opened up a lot of doors for me, uh, playing a lot of cool shows, a lot of bigger shows, a lot of big festivals and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, well, throughout my 20s, I had, I was really fortunate enough to meet people that just like kind of like, well, Justin will do anything. <laughs> so, right, yeah. so like I got to do a lot of cool tours and stuff like that because I said yes to everything back in the day. And That's I still kind of do, but not as much. Is there anything that much. stands out as like an interesting thing, to, you know, tour-wise? Like? Interesting tour? Um, yeah. I mean, most notably now, most of my tours, tours now are interesting with either Coven because as a vegan – the best part about being in Ether Coven is that all of us are vegan. Yeah. So touring with bands when you're a vegan and they're not vegan is just I'm having Taco Bell every night. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But with Ether Coven, it's almost like we tour to eat really cool vegan spots and That's stuff like awesome. that all the time. That's and we awesome. check out all these cool animal sanctuaries and stuff like that that are really near and dear to our heart and good friends of ours. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So we get to check out a lot of cool stuff, and they are some of my best friends that I've made over the last, like, three or four years that I've been playing with them now. That's great. 
Yeah, I've seen that you, you guys have been out. You've recorded um, that amazing video in New Hampshire. Tell us a little bit about that video you made because that is crazy. Where you were, it was amazing. Yeah, so that was shot by our very good friend Karen up in New Hampshire. She is phenomenal with um, photography and capturing like these amazing, like artistic, like images right. of people. So like we just kind of let her take the rein on, you know, what she would want. And yeah. you know her art artistic value really came out in the in the you know the video. Yeah. You know she took into consideration like what the meaning of the song was and everything like that. And what just, was the meaning of the song? I wish I knew. I was not the front. <laughs> I'm not the front man of that band. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm really bad about that stuff, especially yeah. as a drummer. I'm like. <laughs> well, I I, only, I saw pictures on on the socials of it, and it was just it's like this ghost house. It's crazy. House. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it kind of just fits with the vibe of yeah. the band itself, kind of dark and eerie, and yeah. like you know long you know dreary sounds and stuff yeah. like that. So like an old house and stuff like that. What was the you name know, of that song again? So people can look it up. Uh, the um, I believe that was the this house. Is a tomb of memories. A tomb of memories. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that we did sick. that one with her. And we've done a few videos with her. And she's done a few, like, you know, she does a lot of our photos and stuff like that. We're actually going back on tour in January. And I believe we're going to meet up with her again and do another video for a record or the EP that we just released. And the record that we just recorded, actually, uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah, that we're going to be releasing through Good Fight Records. Um, hopefully Where? sometime next year. Where do you record? Uh, we recorded with our friend Andy at uh, Brick House, uh, Brick Top Studios, not Brick House, <laughs> Brick right. Top Studios in Chicago, actually. Oh, so right. I went up there, and in a weekend I tracked the drums, and it was a great experience yeah. working with that guy. And Is there anything, does he like record the tape? or what, what, is he No, no, he doesn't do tape or anything like that. You know, it was the first time that I recorded with... Um, my, both my guitars like in the room like oh, cool. with me playing along with me and stuff like that and the metronome too so that was cool it wasn't as you know crazy as just being in a big room by yourself and yeah, playing to yeah, a metronome yeah. it was cool you like just vibing with them and recording with them and yeah. i think we came out with some good sounds and the drums sound great i'm really happy with them and That's i'm awesome. excited for the record itself what was the uh is it what was the reason that you went all the way up to Chicago to do it? Is it just because you really trust this guy and the way he does uh, it? Actually, I had randomly come across. We were building a list of studios that we wanted to go to, and he just happened to be one of the studios um, that I put on my list. And I was right. like, hey, let's go check him out. And he worked out time-wise and budget-wise with the record label. So Yeah. Cool. So yeah. this is so this is being released through a record label? Yes, yeah. So um, nice. our last record was released through uh, Century Media. And then COVID happened, and then we got dropped from Century Media. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. And then, uh, luckily feel like, enough, feel like that happened a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, Century Media, like it was, it was cool to say we were on Century Media. You know, if COVID didn't happen, who knows if we would have kept going with them? But you know, we were just a small fish in a bigger, in sure. a big pond of bigger sure. fish. Right. You know, so you know they were just trimming the fat on that one, and you know the record didn't do that well. Because of COVID or whatever, you know, neither here nor there. And then um, afterwards, uh, our singer Pete um, made some connections through Good Fight Records. Right. And they agreed to put us out with our new record. That's cool. Where's Good Fight Records based out? <coughs> I'm not actually sure. I want to say right. Jersey or something like that. I'm right. not really sure. And is it like a, like, it, it, do the bands on the r label 
all have that kind of yeah, metal uh, yeah. sound? So a lot of them are, you know, metal, hardcore, you know, right. kind of like, you know, our style of music and stuff like that. A lot of, we have some other friends and other bands that we've toured with and played shows with that are on that label as well. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, no, we're uh, pretty uh, happy about that. Yeah. That's I, really cool. I know from being on sort of small record labels like that, it feels like a family. It's so cool when, you know, it's like you've got a squad, you know what yeah. I mean? I like yeah. it. And, it's, and also just something about being, oh, it, it's always when, you know, we come sort of from an, I mean, I do, I'm a little bit older than you, come from an era when, you know, getting on a record label was just the dream, you know what I mean? Yeah. So even though they're less important now, it still does feel great. You know? Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Yeah. No, um, being on a... A bigger label was cool to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, you know, I'd much rather be on a smaller label that's just going to put you out there and, you know, kind of give you tour support or something like that and yeah. just help you make more connections, you know. Sure. Yeah. And also, as I get older, you know, I don't care to tour as much. Right. <laughs> I like a good tour here and there. Yeah. But, um,. Yeah, my girlfriend really appreciates me not touring as much. Yeah, <laughs> it does lose its shine a little bit as you get older. I just the thing that happens with me is I just if I if I sleep on a, like someone's floor for like more than one night, yeah, I just I'm sick. That's it. Yeah. So it's like over. You know. Yeah the the days of you know sleeping in random people's houses and random floors and you know or just in the van in general. Don't appease to me as much as they used yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we you know? just did a we just did a three day weekend <coughs> weekend away and yeah, you know, and like yeah, I love I'm, weekenders. I'm 49, man. So for me, that was a tour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love a good weekender. Trust yeah, me, I yeah. love you know three yeah. four days tops. Yeah. You know, you get you know good Florida dates and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be doing a weekender this weekend actually with Violet Silhouette. We're going to be yeah, well. man. Tell us a little bit about them because that's a really interesting band and I've been keeping an eye on it and um, I'd love to just so, hear you talk about it. So Violet Silhouette is was birthed during COVID, you yeah. know, back and forth with uh, my good friend Dan Popvin. What's up, Dan? And, what's up, Dan? And uh, Zai. What's up, Zai? <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> so, you know, I've always wanted, loved, like, the post-punk, uh, new wave, electronic goth kind of bands like the cure and you know cold cave and a bunch of other bands Hell like that yes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you're talking my language <laughs> yeah yeah so i've always loved those bands but i've never known people that wanted to play that style of music and here i was thinking that i just would have to do it on my own right yeah, <laughs> yeah. be like a solo artist but uh it wasn't until, <laughs> it wasn't until i uh was hanging out with dan and we were going back and forth about wanting to be in a band together, and we were like, "Yeah, let's do like this new wave, you know, post punk, you know, kind of band." And then he brought Zai along, and then it just kind of clicked from there. We were kind of just—I was getting into Logic during COVID. Yeah, yeah. I know because so. he was sending me all of this stuff and No Name too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. When we wrote that <coughs> song that we wrote, yeah, you yeah, were sending the version. Yeah, I was so just awesome. you know, I'm fresh out of the box. You know, I got the laptop, yeah. got Logic. Yeah, you picked got, it up real quick. You know, I got my little interface, and I was like, all right, I'm going to learn how to do this. So, like, we were just kind of going back and forth with ideas, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, the last year or year and a half, we started, like, jamming together, and we started writing stuff, and we kind of, like, recorded in-house. Right. And sent it to our buddy Mike Gentile. Hey, Mike. 
uh, to kind of mix and master it for us. And we did a music video for it, and it kind of went off, and we played our first few shows within the last year, and people really dug it. Yeah, that's So awesome. it was like... What's, yeah. uh, what's the lineup in the, in the band as far as instrumentation? Um, so I play bass, um, Dan plays guitar, and Zai plays the keys and... Most of the programming and vocals. Sure. Do you yeah. playing to a click? Is it like a backing track? To well, we played to a we played to a back track because we don't have a drummer or anything like that. So most of the the drum sounds are right. Of course. Yeah. 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 We've talked about getting a live drummer, but right now it's just nice having a three piece and <laughs> yeah, it's very know. nice. Having a three <laughs> yeah. Piece. yeah. yeah Not yeah. lugging drums or anything like that has been nice too. So sure. And you know, I've always wanted to play bass too. So like bass seems fun, you know. And I've had I've been having fun playing bass yeah. for those kind of projects for and sure. stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, we're going to do a weekender this weekend with um, a touring band called Wingtips. Oh, cool. And Video Vision or Vision Video. I'm really sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, we're going to play Ebor at the Crowbar in right. Tampa. Nice. That's cool. Friday That's night. Cool and then we're going to play Saturday at Will's Pub. That's yeah. a really cool, that's a really cool spot. And yeah. then uh, Sunday night we're gonna play at Gramps in Miami with them. Cool. Nice. Yeah. So it's gonna be a fun time. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. That's and really I'm excited awesome. because I, I like going to those kind of shows and meeting new people that completely outside of my realm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. jealous, man. That's a, that's a, sounds, sounds like amazing band. I know yeah. they yeah. are, man. They're awesome. Go oh, check them out. I will. Yeah, yeah, I will go check them <laughs> out. It's good stuff, sure. man. Yeah. It's absolutely good stuff. The yeah. the other one that um. You know, I think we could just sort of go through them a little bit here. Muggles. Yes. Now, <laughs> what is the deal with muggles? What is? Could you just sort of for the un- uninitiated? Could you explain the, the whole thing? I made it. <laughs> <laughs> so the Muggles was a band before I joined. Um, they were like a three or four piece band back in the day, um, and they were they started a pirate punk metal band, and that yeah. was something we had nobody had ever heard around here locally. So. I was working a part-time job at Journey's shoe store, like doing stock or something like that. And my boss at the time was my bass player for the Muggles, Adrian. And he just randomly asked me to front the band, the Muggles. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I was like, he was like, yeah, come check us out. I think I checked him out at the mall. Right. They played the mall for like an opening of a video game outside of like uh, one of those gaming stores. Yeah. And I think it was GameStop. And then... um, it was just a three-piece at the time, and they were just drunk and, like, yelling stuff, and they had, like, a pirate flag behind them. That's awesome. And it was a good time, and I was like, you know what? I'm intrigued by by how much fun they look like they're having. Yeah. It's funny. That's so. kind of why Hector <laughs> wanted to join Kilberley. <laughs> yeah. So uh, after a while, we started evolving our sound. We started getting serious. We started getting more members. And then it became, like... My drunken alter ego of being a frontman for a pirate band, yeah, where, yeah. <laughs> where I did things I would never normally do when I'm sober, <laughs> and yeah, then man. it became like the norm. Like everybody expects me to be like this crazy drunk frontman jumping on rooftops and climbing up walls and stealing people's drinks, and it's a game to some of my friends to see how many shots they can give me before I completely black out. Yeah. And then I, uh, I, I think with stuff like that, <laughs> it's kind of like it's it's sort of like fu- all fun and games until until it's like oh god do I do I actually want to be doing this anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I mean the beauty about it is though I've I've mastered it pretty well to where like I'm so hammered when I play and I have so much fun, but I think I'm like I sweat out most of the alcohol during right. my set. You that, probably do that. I'm 
pretty good afterwards. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. At least I think. It's, it's, and I then I regret it the next day because <laughs> people are tagging me in videos. They're like, oh, why did I climb the wall? Why was I hanging off the cliff there? What, what, was, I do- <laughs> what was I doing? <laughs> I've seen some bananas things in respects in it, propaganda. Oh. Like, you know, I guess, great, you get you getting up on the on the bar there. And oh, my God, man. I, like, I'm such a insurance liability for respectable <laughs> sometimes. I've put, I've accidentally put holes in their roof, you know, <laughs> of, like, their little patio cover um, in the back there. It's just, uh, thank you, all of you guys at Respectables, for allowing me to do that. <laughs> I feel it comes from a, you know, a, a great uh, tradition of... Um, of South Florida punk bands doing crazy things. Do you, do you remember um, in every memo you used to staple the dollar bills? Oh yeah, it? yeah, no. And like, I get wild thinking. I was like, man, I'm gonna do something crazy. Like, I want to breathe fire during one of yeah, our sets, yeah. but I'm like, I'm too drunk to try to pull that off, <laughs> you know? Or like, you know, <laughs> breathe in and go, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That yeah. one might be a little bit. You might. I, ha- I had a fr- I have a friend that uh, is really much into. Um, I guess sus- suspension, you know, like where yeah. they like grapple hook you in the back yeah. and stuff like that. He's, and like it's always intrigued me and I've always wanted to try it. And I was like, man, that'd be really cool to pull off during a show. But I don't think that's safe. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah, if the crowd gets a bit giddy and like grab Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, some infection might happen because of that. <laughs> but, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, like it's a dream I had one day, you know, yeah. along with having like, you know, people – Jumping off the stage into like a kiddie pool or something like that. (laughs) You know, but with the muggles, we have a lot of fun. We have props. We have like tentacles on each side of the stage. It looks like you know the kraken's attacking the stage. We have like ship wheel. We have a big ship wheel. We have barrels all over the place. You know, yeah, I've caught, I've caught a few muggle shows. Yeah, uh, we just have, you know, time, we just man. have a lot of fun, and we're really drunk, and sometimes we're a little too drunk, and you know, like, but people seem to have fun with us, and you know, yeah. they a, keep booking us, so we're doing okay. I guess. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, you know, it's a pirate punk band. If you weren't drunk, there'd be something wrong with it. Yeah, I know. So we <laughs> we actually got to play with uh, a pirate metal band that signed uh, Alestorm. Oh, we got right. to play with them at Culture Room. Yeah. And we were actually kind of let down by them. Sorry, guys. But we were kind of let down by them because they weren't that drunk and they, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't that piratey. They were more just metal. But, like, you know, on social media and you know, YouTube videos, they were, like, all about, like, the pirates and stuff like that. We we were more pirates. Yeah, them. you brung, like, Damn it. ten <laughs> times more pirate in the, in the support band. Yeah, yeah, that's not yeah. right. Oh, man. That ain't right. It's a, bad, <laughs> it's a bad day when you're more piratey than the other pirate band. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we got the show. We were like, listen, there's no other pirate band in South Florida. We need to play this show. For a really <laughs> short period of time, I had a band called Ben Childs and the Whales. We played, you might have seen us play that time when we played outside on the stage outside of Prop. Were you around? Did you yeah, check that? Yeah, I probably did. Yeah, because that, that was really piratey. We had, our originals were at least. Mm-hmm. You know, we, that was the whole idea was to be this kind of, I was obsessed <coughs> with stories about me and Virgil Price, my, uh, one of the other guys who was in the band. We At the time, we were just obsessed with like stories about like Nantucket and whaling and all this kind yeah. of stuff. We were just really interested in that. And, we, and, and like about, people's lives at sea and the people back on the land who are waiting for them and all the stories involved with that <laughs> and like early kind of travel uh, like you know if you're like a, a merchant seaman and stuff like that yeah in the merchant navy <laughs> all that kind of stuff just fascinates me you know like yeah it, no so like it, as the years went by we we literally would pull like lyrics out of like a pirate glossary <laughs> we just cool. be like i think we've used every term we possibly can 
But uh, use the word mizzen. <laughs> yeah. <we have>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my That's god. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, no, we've uh, we've built up stories, and we are going to record hopefully next year a uh, our full, our next full length. That's great. And um, you were saying um, we, t- we talked a little bit about it earlier. You were saying it's like a, a, a like a concept. That it's a, yeah. A, makes so sense as a story. Um, the brain. Of the band, uh, Wayne, who uh, originally played drums. Then Wayne the went, Brain. Wayne the Brain. <laughs> originally played drums and then went on to keys, and now he's moving from keys to playing mandolin and a little bit of violin. He really just wants to get a little crazy with me out in the crowd. Right, yeah, cool. So um, we actually got uh, Spencer from Melody F to play keys for us. Oh, uh, that's yeah. a little tidbit that not everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so we got a trained... Um, pianist to play for us now that's cool <laughs> so um yeah so he wayne being the brain of the band had come up with the storyline of a concept album for us and yeah. pretty much every song he would be like all right so the story is this right about that and i'm like all right cool let me oh, pull up awesome. all the pirate glossary really quick and be like all right this works yeah, yeah so yeah. you know we've come up with some really cool ideas you know and hopefully we're going to track all that sometime at the end of winter. That's awesome. I've got three or four really, really <coughs> piratey songs that that just never got used for anything. I almost feel like I need to give them to you and <laughs> do Muggles versions of them. I might just call you to come and uh, you know feature on one of the songs, man. Oh, you know, you, you know. I know you're a multi, you know, faceted guy on many instruments. Yeah, I need to get you yeah. on there. You know, I think we're going to get uh, like Michael that. Morrison to sing on one of them. Oh, cool. Yes, please. Actually, part of the reason, <laughs> part of the reason why I do this podcast is to wheedle my way into other people's projects. You <laughs> <laughs> sound like Andy now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's up, Andy? Yeah, Andy's a, another, one, another one of those guys who's yeah, he's been in like everyone's band. It's pretty awesome. Though. Yeah. Good, good player. Yeah, he definitely uh, has made it his goal to try to be in almost all of my bands at one point because now he is in the Muggles and yeah, yeah. he is in No Name Scott with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, so, so um, it's funny because um, Hector and James are both in um, Kilbillies, but they're also both in Euphobia, Justin's band, mm-hmm. and you and Andy. Mm-hmm. both in my band, No Name Scar Band, but also in Muggles as well. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, There's a lot of uh, a lot yeah. of that kind of thing goes on down here because yeah. even though it's quite a big place, the music scene, it's not that big, you know. That and also, I think you know we've all grown accustomed to how we work in yeah. a band. I think and if stuff you like click that. with somebody, yeah, you like you don't want to change that. Taste, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it That's works true. fine. It works yeah, fine. like you know, like oh well, he's responsible enough to be in a band yeah. with, and he's yeah. cool to hang out with because like. Yeah, you know, you can be in a band with someone, but you know, sometimes it, you know, the personalities just don't click for sure. Like, regardless of how talented they are and stuff like well, that. We, we we talked about Justin and I have talked about uh, Muggles quite a bit. Actually, <laughs> there's, um, I mean, we we've seen you guys play a bunch of times, you know, different uh, different places, but yeah, um, uh, we've got our, our other band, Euphobia, that, mm-hmm. that him and I are in. Um, you know, it's it's a very it's hard to explain the band, but it's a very it's a very unique sound, you know. For it's, sure, it's, it's not it's not punk, it's not pop, it's not. I mean, I, I guess somebody somebody described it to us one time as a as a 
theatrical, uh, theatrical punk, if you will. Love you know, it. But it's Already it's not. But it's not really. <laughs> but it's not really punk. You know. Yeah. Um, but but we keep talking about like wanting to put some shows together and this and that and and your band the Muggles just keeps coming up as Definitely. as a band that we want to play with you, you know, know? They, so. they'd, be, they'd be good with Zoo Peculiar as well oh yeah oh yeah no oh, we love sure. Zoo Peculiar yeah. you know we, yeah. you know I've been playing prop since I mean prop was prop you know like yeah, ten, yeah yeah ten plus years now you know yeah for sure. You know, before Matt, I've been playing there. Like you know, yeah, it's like me my as well. It's just like that. Probably the year before, because <coughs> um, yeah, Cecil, it's a friend of mine. I yeah, hang out with Cecil quite a lot. Black, what was it, Blackweather Sh- Charmin? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blackweather Charmin. That was it. They were great. <laughs> yeah, no, they were awesome. That's yeah. how I first met Cecil. Yeah, and then Loxahatchee <laughs> Sinners Union and all yeah, those bands. Yeah, man, that was a time, man. That was like. There was this Lake Worth sound. You know? Oh, yeah, no, it was absolutely. crazy, and then it's just poof, it's not there anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate with a lot of scene, music scenes. They come and they go. Yeah. You know, Everyman brought the whole folk punk, you know, yeah. in there for quite a amount of years, and yeah. then, you know, just kind of died out from there, and then, you know. Yeah. There was, was a good hardcore scene winds. for a while. Howling Winds. Um, yeah. My, my boy George. Hey, George. Um yeah, I love those guys. They, they, you know, those were the bands that I I loved the most because you know it was just so much fun. Yeah, you know, like it was about the music, but it was also just about like the environment. Yeah, you know, it was like it was a full package. It was great. It was a good yeah. time. Everybody yeah. had a good time. Who else was there around? The Darling Sweets. Darling Sweets was great. Yeah, <laughs> trying to think of all the the banjo kind of punk bands that there were. Yeah, and we played a, a lot of those shows, but we were never exactly that aesthetic. But we did play them sometimes. Yeah. yeah, we would we would come down and do those gigs. Sometimes. And you got a stand up bass? Get up there! Go. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. what, they, what they'd do with us is they'd have the other bands play, and then they'd stick us on for like the graveyard shift because we could play forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that we'd do like the last two hours. Let's <laughs> have us do that. <laughs> that was a classic move back in the day for Matt when he was booking those kind of shows. Yeah, but what I loved is I loved just going from music scene to music scene, different styles of music. You know. Know, being involved in being making friends with everybody in every style of music. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I never saw myself sticking to one style of music and one group of people. Yeah, I wanted to see all the shows every weekend. I wanted to be at a show. Hell yeah! You know, I just wanted to be there, and I would be that guy that would just sit at the bar and just watch them. You know, and just take on everything. You know, and loved absolutely, my it. favorite musicians. And the musicians I respect the most are, what, are musicians who are essentially first and foremost fans. You know, who yeah. actually like yeah. love music. Yeah. You know, like because if that isn't if that isn't your kind of driving force, then you know the other option is it's just because you have a huge ego and you want people to look at you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For sure. So I prefer someone who's just really loves music and that's why they're doing it because they yeah. just want to be surrounded by it all the time. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. just you know, I <laughs> I have a hard time actually considering myself a musician, you know, because I see so many d- more talented musicians out there, and I don't think I'm that great. And you know, I know that's my own fault for not thinking that way, but I, I see myself as more of like an entertainer. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know I, but at I, this point, I think you're allowed to call yourself a musician. Yeah, you know, there's just so many talented people out there. You know, yeah, um, you know, I I've taken. You know, playing drums, I'm not the craziest drummer out there. I, I've taken the the idea that I just like that I'm a solid drummer. You, you know? were a and very I, solid drummer. Solid and responsible but, but not for always, the most part. <laughs> but not always like 
kind of predictable or boring. I think you do some pretty interesting yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. You know, I, I always said, hey, listen, you want a solid drummer, you want someone to hit, hit the drums hard, you know, on time, I'm great for it. Yeah. You want someone to do backflips behind the drum set? I'm not that guy. I'm right. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm more rather accompany the whole band than be the flashy drummer trying to do yeah. crazy stuff in the background. Right, yeah. No, no fault for any other drummers that do that because they're absolutely amazing. But I like the complete picture of the band sure. rather than, did you see what that drummer was doing? Right, yeah, yeah. And I was like, did you feel what that band made me feel like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a, Justin and I had a drummer in, uh, in a Nirvana tribute band we were in and about usually about the you know he was a good looking guy and he was he was cut and he worked out and stuff and usually about the second second or third song he definitely peel, not me peel, yeah, <laughs> he just he'd peel his shirt off and like that was his shtick you know he'd peel yeah, his no. shirt off and, <laughs> and I mean he was genuinely doing it because he was sweating his balls off yeah but yeah as for soon sure as he did that I just like Justin and I just didn't even exist anymore <laughs> it was all eyes were like on him like laser focused on him they're yeah, like man. who are you guys uh, <laughs> he's glistening and they're just oh, shining off oh, the symbols his, and oh absolutely <laughs> his, his pecs were popping and the oh, sweat man. was dripping and we were all like oh that, nowadays, a chorus now. of angels came out it was Zach Fist does a, does a good oh, appeal yeah, to the show sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah no <laughs> back in the day when I had not quite so many pounds on I used to be my party piece too but I, I don't think anyone necessarily wants to see it these days nah, nobody wants to see <laughs> yeah. what's going on <laughs> anymore yeah <laughs> anymore there's a lot of beer and you know, yeah, a lot yeah. of vegan food <laughs> yeah as I always tell people I don't have a six pack anymore I've got a keg oh yeah there absolutely yeah so <laughs> so let's get give a um, little bit of a sort of talk about a couple of the other bands you got so um, these two bands are both, they're both quite heavy right L Jesus and Cinder, Cinder Block how long have you been in L Jesus L Jesus I started playing bass for uh, about a little over a year now we right. started you know right out of COVID we started uh, playing shows um, pretty much I you know just friends of mine down south that needed a bass player and needed someone that was going to actually show up to the Practice. Okay, they're down south. That's yeah. That's how come Pool House. Okay, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they mostly live down south. Um, they're I, they kind of remind me of like you know, early two thousands like metalcore. You know, a little bit of you know glass jaw influence and stuff like that. Right. So it's um it's a lot of fun and playing bass is a lot of fun because it's not that hard for that style of music. Now, not saying that bass a bass player's job is not hard. Because if you're actually an actual bass player, <laughs> then yes, it's hard. Yeah. But if you're just one of those guys that likes to just hit the two top strings and like jump around and you know headbang, totally a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And I found out that coming from a drummer, still being in the rhythm section, it's actually not that hard. Right. Yeah. You know, to get like the rhythm down and stuff like that. I think the thing that always creeps up on me with playing bass is, is. Like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But then I realized I've overexerted myself and all of a sudden my hands are exhausted. Do you ever get that? Yeah, so, like, like that, took, that took some time for me, actually. It was my, it was actually my pick hand. Like, my, right. my tendons were, like, yeah, tightening okay. up and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. I'm like, yeah. oh, God. And, you know, like, every song I'm like this. I'm yeah, like, yeah. It's <laughs> funny. I find, it I find, I'm surprised as a drummer that you were experiencing that, though, because I, I do find, like, a lot of guitarists are, like, you know, they get on the bass. And I'm all, I'm amazed that you know not amazed I mean I'm not surprised but like usually a, a guitarist will get on a bass and if they're a good guitarist they're typically a really good bass player I mean they're, they're running all these scales they're doing all this crazy stuff but 
But I have heard that a lot from a guitarist that they yeah. get on the bass and after a few minutes they're like, damn, I'm tired. And it's like nobody realizes that the bass guitar, like they're not strings, they're power lines, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. they're you ridiculous. Gotta, you got to really dig into yeah. them, man. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's I think you know stamina and, and and like just the physicality of the bass is a big part of what makes a good bass player. Oh you know, man! Sure. And then when I started yeah. doing the stand up bass, I mean, forget it. Oh man. no, these, these things are like you know. <laughs> and the calluses you must have on those hands to freaking do that. It's stupid, man. It's stupid. these gets through a lot of super glue. Uh, we, oh, yeah. yeah, banjo and hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, you guys aren't fishing for a promo on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy glue, come! I imagine that. That'd be awesome. Sponsored by Crazy Glue. Okay, maybe we should reach out. But I doubt Crazy Glue has ever thought of themselves as sponsoring bands. We might be their first yeah. band. There you go. There you There's go. There's an untapped market there. I swear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really so, Justin, funny, all your bands, all your bands are original bands, then, right? Yes, uh, I've actually never been in a you know band that did covers and stuff like that. I yeah. feel like I would have more fun. We did a it. few with No Name well, like, yeah, for no that name. short period of time. Yeah, right, no right. Name did but but it wasn't a traditional cover no, band per no, se. No, no, yeah. no. Okay. Yeah. yeah so cool. we, we had a few, we did a few cover songs. Uh, no Rain was always fun to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, Many of the Moochers is always a fun one to do. Yeah, yeah, it's killer, yeah. Yeah, just like ska styles or on those songs so you typically I mean for all these bands then typically you get out there and you're playing with a bunch of other bands and it's a 30 minute set or a 45 yeah, yeah, minute yeah. set something like that yeah, yeah. okay yeah um, that's cool though. with regards to L Jesus and Cinderblock uh, which are like 10 to 12 minute sets <laughs> you know but that was kind of like the whole idea behind Cinderblock which was started in my bedroom with my best friend Thomas at the time right we just wanted to play loud and quick yeah. <laughs> and fast. <laughs> so we had like minute long songs and we were trying to put them in. So like we're like we're going to hit the HM2 and make it really loud for these guys and just do a really quick fast part and then a breakdown <laughs> and then call it it. Yeah, cool. And they're all like if you go to the bathroom, you're going to miss us. Don't don't go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's funny. So the good yeah. news is we have 18 songs. <laughs> the bad news is it's 12 minutes long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. On the other side, there's Ether Coven, which we have eight songs, and it's an hour-long CD. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So what I'm going to try and do um, when I get home tonight is um, put together a little montage of all the different uh, bands you're currently in. So I'm going to do that. And um, so if you're listening to the episode now, um, that little montage that I'm going to make is going to come up right now. Ether Coven.
This episode is sponsored by Handlebars Bar and Grill. It's a biker bar in Tequesta, which is um, it's right at the top of Jupiter. So if you're heading north on US-1, you go through Jupiter, and then um, there's this little town called Tequesta right there, um, and then after that's Hope Sound. So it's right there in Tequesta, and it's on the side of the road. It's a You can't miss it. It's a little yellow building. You've got a sign up outside. Um, it says Handlebars. Um, And, yeah, it's a biker bar, you know, it's a hole-in-the-wall biker bar. We have um, bands playing on <coughs> Saturdays from 6 to 9, and uh, we do a bike night, which is really the big night there, on the second Thursday of every month, and that's 6 to 9 as well. And uh, it, we've got a bunch of different beers on tap, and we've been working on different things to do with the food. Right now, um, we have this great guy, Eddie, who's cooking food up there, And um, we've got um, pizza specials, all sorts of different specials. And um, if you go on our, probably the best place to uh, check all this stuff out is we have a very active Facebook. So if you um, write Handlebars Bar and Grill into Facebook, you'll find, um, you'll find all the information on what's happening that day, that week, that month. Um, it's a very active uh, like little page we have there it tells you exactly what's going on i book the bands up there and i try and bring the best stuff i can in there so it's usually a decent uh, great band in there and uh yeah come check it out you you'll see all sorts of interesting bikes a lot of british bikes and bikes from different places if that's the kind of thing that interests you and um also you know people show up in their classic cars and stuff it's a it's a fun community and um it's a very local place to get you know people who live in the area and people who are just heading out on rides with their mates on a sunday you know they'll come and meet up there and then head off it's a it's a cool spot you should come check it out and um the next thing we're going to talk about why don't you uh why don't you 
Yeah. So, so, uh, so, so la- last week I read a little script or whatever. Uh, I, I think this week I'm just kind of I'm just going to talk about it because uh, um, I, 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 I couldn't read and talk at the same time last time. I'm not <laughs> sure what that was all about, but I had it right in front of me and I still couldn't say it. So this is an event that uh, Live Music Community, the place that we're, uh, we do the podcast in, is, is putting together. And, uh, and you and I are going to be there kind of hosting the events and stuff. And it's a, it's a really, really cool, cool concept. Um, it's the give and let give. Uh, there it is. Yeah, event and uh, uh, basically, um, you know, uh, uh, local musicians. You know, if you, if you have any uh, gear lying around, you're not using it. It's collecting dust. Um, bring it in. Uh, bring it in. You know, we're, we're taking the donations. Um, essentially, essentially, the way that works is you use a, a piece of gear as a donation as your kind of your entry ticket. You know, that, that gets you in the door as a musician. Um, and then that gets put into the collective of items, and it's kind of a gear swap. You you are uh, able to bring something in and swap it for something else. So, you know, if you bring in, you know, I don't know, just as a, for example, if you bring in a guitar and you wanted a bass and there was a bass here, you could swap that out essentially. Mm-hmm. <coughs> now, that that is that is the basic concept. Um the, the goal or the mission is to get as much stuff donated, though, so that we can get it into the hands of students and kids that are, um, you know, that are, are, are wanting to do music, wanting to be inspired by music. Wanna, right. You know, we want to get this into the hands of these kids that, you know, just to inspire the next generation of musicians, really. Yeah, something of a redistribution of musical Abs- wealth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And kids get in free, and uh, so so our producer just whispered into my ear. <laughs> Very um, subtle. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so uh, you know, musicians, your your entry fee is bringing uh, some sort of don- donated music item. Uh, kids, uh, uh, whether you come to LMC or not, um, whether you're a student here or not, kids get in free. Yeah. Um, and so. You know the basic uh, the basic spirit of it is to to get these kids uh, you know get them music gear and and get it into their hands so they can be inspired and and do great things. So absolutely, the thing about musical equipment is you know it, when you have it you can take it for granted, mm-hmm. but if you don't have it then it's an impediment to you being able to do the thing that you want to do. And and you know to be able to facilitate kids wanting to play music is just um, just a wonderful thing. And us being in a position where we have the opportunity to facilitate kids getting gear it's a wonderful privilege and um you know just really hoping that um people hear about it so you know if you're listening to this and you um and you know of any kids who want gear or music you know musically inclined have them come down because you know this is really this is really for for kids who 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 want to play music and need gear we're doing it and um the more the merrier you know so yeah. if you, you get the word out you know yeah and again i mean the 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 event can't happen with without the musicians donating gear and there is a ton of stuff here already don't get me wrong but you know the more musicians we have giving gear um you know the better the event is going to be and and on the flip side of it um in order for the event to be a success and, and get this into the hands of the kids we need the kids to come out you know and again it doesn't have to be students from from the school here it could it could right. be any anybody that that has us listening to the podcast that has a kid that's interested in music um that either wants to uh elevate a piece of gear you know swap it you know swap it out for something else you know whatever they want to do but um you know or, or doesn't have music gear of any kind and maybe wants to come in and see see what's there and maybe you know man, who knows i mean who knows yeah. any, anything from you know a harmonica to a guitar to a to a full stack you know half stack amp or something you know yeah and um, like we sort of hope that you know people will come and and uh use this 
opportunity in the spirit in which it's intended you know yeah. don't, don't come as like a 45 year old man with 50 <laughs> guitars and like and just show up to see what deals you can get you know that's sure. not the point of this sure you know? sure 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 mm-hmm. well in the spirit in the spirit of the event uh, uh somebody posted today uh joe, joe suma uh, i want to give him a shout out um he uh he posted today that he had a pa lying around uh he's got his his pa that he uses i guess and he had this other pa that he had purchased and not really used i honestly think he's used it twice i mean it was still in the box and um, it was in pristine condition and stuff. So um, he posted today that he wanted to sell it. Um, got you know, private started private messaging him. Uh, gave me a ridiculously stupid low dollar deal. I mean, it was practically given to me for free. So in, in the spirit of the event, um, I have brought that uh, that in here, and uh, there it is there on the screen. If you're watching, if you're listening, then uh, I'll have to describe it to you. But it is a, uh, <coughs> it is uh, basically, I believe it is an eight channel PA head, uh, 400 watts, two sided. Um, and then two uh, two ginormous uh, custom speakers that come with it, and so so yeah. I mean, you know, when I tell you that there's gear here for the kids, I'm not talking about uh, tuners and strings. I'm talking man. about like a melodica. Hey. We're, yeah. We're, yeah, we're talking like a full P. There's a full PA there. There's yeah. amps here. Um, there's guitars, there's basses. I have a bass at home that, I, that I'm still going to bring in as well. I mean, yeah. there's there's gear I'm, here. I'm going to so. bring some stuff in for sure. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah. honestly, the more people that show up for it, the more fun it's going to be. So, you know, um, get the word out, guys. And this is Sunday, Sunday the 12th. Yeah, that's correct? right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Sunday mm-hmm. the 12th. From, from so. 1 to 3 p.m. Yep. Yep. So check out uh, Live Music Community's Facebook page for more information. But uh, basically, that's the gist of it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So um, the last thing we're going to do, which is what we always do at the end of this show, is um, talk about what gigs we've got coming up. Um, have you got anything in the pipes, Justin? Uh, like I mentioned before, uh, Violet Silhouette is doing uh, a weekender this weekend. We're playing Ebor at Crowbar, and then Saturday we're playing at Will's Pub in Orlando, and then yeah. Sunday night is at Gramps in Miami. Cool. Uh, the awesome. following weekend, I have, God, I have, <laughs> I have December third actually with Ether Coven playing at Poorhouse. Cool. With a few of our friends. Really, in, uh, the Ether Coven at Poorhouse. That sounds yeah. like a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a great time. You know, they, we always have a fun time playing there with, uh, with all our friends. Uh, we're playing with uh, our friends in Iron Buddha and uh, Tabien, which is an awesome band from Miami. So it's going to be a well-rounded uh, tri-county show. It'll yeah, be fun. sick. Um, and then Sunday night, that Sunday night, which I believe is the 5th, uh, I'm playing in Orlando again with Cinderblock uh, with our friends in uh, Minefield. So that'll be fun at uh, Soundbar in Orlando. Great, nice. Nice. Yeah, man. And I think that's it for December, and I hope I'm done for the year. <laughs> I, like, I like how earlier in the show, I meant to bring it up earlier, but I just remembered again. Uh, uh, when you were when uh, when Ben was uh, mentioning the different bands and and when he brought up Cinderblock and he described them as a heavy band and I thought I don't know I just thought that was funny that Cinderblock was a heavy heavy band. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I thought that was funny, but it, it, it kind of made me giggle. A little yeah, bit. No, for sure. I mean, that came out as a joke because I think at the time we had heard like some touring bands come through and they were all like two by four and <laughs> right, right, you know, like, it was just yeah. like random like. Stuff and we're like, oh, we're gonna we live have from Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, in England we call cinder blocks breeze blocks. Breeze blocks. I have no idea why. Is it because air can flow through? Like maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I have absolutely no idea. I'm gonna have to change our name to Breeze Blocks. Now, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And then you'll be then you'll be the British counterpart of the band. Yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got. 
100 um, gigs this weekend. <laughs> yeah, on Friday the 26th, um, which is when you'll probably listen to this, we're playing Kilted Mermaid in Vero, Ooh. which is amazing, just the coolest place. <laughs> and they're the coolest people. And it's like, it's kind of like a awesome, like, sort of, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, it's a really good restaurant, firstly. The food yeah. is great. But also it just has this awesome kind of hipster Celtic vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and it's almost like psychedelic at the same time. The place is a trip. It's so cool. It's yeah. so much fun to play the there. La- <laughs> the, the last time we played there, as a, as a side note, uh, the way the stage is set up, there's a small stage. It f- basically fits you and James. Yeah. And then, they ha- <laughs> and then they have like an extension of the stage that they put off like almost like an, as an L shape on the other wall coming okay. off the stage. So I was on the extension with the stand-up bass, and I was goofing off with these guys, just oh, assuming yeah. my back is to a wall. So I'm dancing, and I'm shaking my butt back there and forth like an idiot. <laughs> and at one point, I look over my shoulder, and I realize it's glass. And there's an outside <laughs> patio, and there's a table with about 15 middle-aged women all standing there, all googly-eyed and laughing and <laughs> giggling their butts off. And I'm oh, like, no. oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, God. I love it. That's pretty funny. Um, nice. Yeah, and then on Saturday the 27th, um, James and I um, kill Billy's light over at the Square Grouper from in Jupiter from like 3 to 6. kill Billy's light. And then, <laughs> and then in the evening, we're playing um, our kind of spiritual home, Paddy Max in Paddy Palm Max. Beach Gardens from 9 to midnight. One of my favorite places to play around here. Yeah, man. And then on um, Sunday, uh, I do this thing now at Handlebars where I have an open jam. Now, if you're listening to this and you play any kind of instrument, and um, you want to come and check out Handlebars, which I literally talk about on this show every week. So, you know, if you listen to it, you know about it. Um, come come up and hang out. And from 4 to 7, I'm going to be uh, just uh, hosting a jam. So if you want to play with me or you want to come with um, some other people and um, and just play, you know, it's an open mic slash jam. It's whatever you guys want it to be. I'll be there with my gear and I'm, I'll play along with whoever wants to come, basically. I'm coming up there with a kazoo, man. That's fun. <laughs> I was literally about to say that. I was like, so I can just show up I with a kazoo? I was trying to think of the most bizarre thing. I was thinking mouth harp, but I don't know. I think a kazoo would be funnier. I was like, I'm showing up with a kazoo. <laughs> well, you know, we're both coming with kazoo. That's right. Yeah, that's, they, right. You know, that's right. We're going to double kazoo you. That sounds so wrong. <laughs> Edit that one out. <laughs> And good night. <laughs> on that, on on that, that note, note. <laughs> we will see you folks next week. <laughs> Take it easy. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>